I'm Jackie Patton, the founder of Inkblot Creative, and my favourite things are finding out what makes people tick and geeking out about how we communicate. On every episode, I'm going to be chatting to business leaders, creatives, and everyone in between about how they stay connected to their goals, relationships, and sense of purpose in a world where we're always glued to our screens. I love to chat. So every week you can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And I'd love for you to be a part of it too. So head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to let me know what you think. This week is the final episode of series one and it's a little bit different because it's just me. But I heard something the other day, Chris Hogan, um, who if you're not following on social media, you should be. This guy has the, the same voice as Barry White. He's amazing. Um, he's one of the Dave Ramsey speakers and he was saying it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful and it's so true it's like this thing in your brain when you think about what you're grateful for you can't simultaneously think about what's not going the way you want it to be. The conversations I had with my amazing guests in the last few weeks have really helped me to stay connected during lockdown but it's felt really weird to not acknowledge what's going on in the world right now on the podcast. So on today's episode we're talking about staying connected in the time of corona I hope it helps you too. If you missed my last episode with Murray Norton, go and grab it now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher or subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you like what you hear. It's been an absolute blast recording this series, so a massive thank you for coming along for the ride. But don't worry, we're going to be back soon with Series 2. This is Stay Connected. everyone I can't believe we finally got to the last episode of series one I've been so lucky in this series to speak to seven lovely people who've been so supportive about coming onto the podcast to talk about their story and how they stay connected this was actually my first time recording producing or even being on a podcast so I'm so grateful that they trusted me enough to come and share their stories with me If this one sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm currently sat under a duvet on my bed recording this podcast for you. We recorded the rest of the series in a local podcast recording studio over two days, and it was just before coronavirus was declared a pandemic. I actually left the studio at the end of the second day to head off on holiday with my boyfriend to New York for a little while. And it was really strange when we were there, you know, the Empire State Building was almost empty. There was nobody in Times Square. And when I got back, the pandemic was declared. So although when we recorded the the other episodes, we knew that Corona was happening, we didn't really know what was going to come of it. And we didn't know that lockdown was going to happen and all of that kind of stuff. So as I've sat in my house isolating over the last couple of months, I've been editing all of the other episodes. And I keep thinking about the little nuggets that my guests have shared and how they've helped me get through all of this. And I thought it would be a really good idea to give you a bit of a roundup of what helped me in the last few weeks for our final episode of the series. So if you think back to our very first episode with my lovely friend Harriet Rouse from Harriet and Rose, we spoke about balance, right? Balance between life and work and real life and social media life and I've just found that to be a massive struggle during lockdown, especially at the beginning. I'm getting a lot better now, but right at the beginning when lockdown first started, I was finding it really hard to get that balance. I live on my own. My partner lives in the UK. I live in Jersey, which is a little tiny island in the middle of the English Channel. I run my own business, so I don't have a big team that I speak to every day. And a lot of what I do for work is on social media. And normally, in normal life, I'm really strict 
about my work life not crossing over too much into my personal life. And I do that really intentionally because I find that my most creative ideas, my best ideas for the business, all of those kind of thoughts that end up leading me somewhere come when I'm not actually working. You know, they always come when I'm on holiday or when I'm in the shower or when I'm going for a walk or sat with friends or listening to a podcast or reading a book. That's when my best ideas come. And it's really easy when you start a business to feel like you can never stop, to feel like you can never give yourself those moments. So in the few months before lockdown, my business was really new and I was trying to be really intentional about having the time away to let my brain kind of come up with these good ideas and to recharge so that I can go back at it the next day. But when Corona kicked off, work became a really easy distraction for me. Um, It was a really good way to distract myself from kind of the loneliness of not being able to see anyone being on my own. And also I had a lot of worry about whether the business was going to survive. So I kind of felt guilty when I wasn't working, you know, so many people are losing their jobs and going through all this hard stuff. And I have the privilege of being able to keep working. And I kind of felt like I needed to do it all of the time. And it meant that my sleep got a bit out of whack because I find that I don't know if anyone else is like this. I'm most productive first thing in the morning. And then at about 8pm, I get a second wind. But the problem with that second wind is that I could keep working all night long. And then when you try and get to sleep, you can't because your brain's all wired. And the rest of the time, I was spending most of my time scrolling through social media and endlessly going down a rabbit hole of like news updates. And I realized after a couple of weeks of doing this and kind of being a bit self-indulgent that I needed to put in place a really good routine. So before lockdown, my routine was get up drive to the gym, do a workout, drive home, get showered, sort myself out, do a bit of social media, emails, things like that, Um, go into the office, work for the rest of the day, come home, do like the last few bits of work I need to do, a bit more social media content, and then time for me, right? So that was my normal routine. Um, And kind of at the weekends, I do a little bit of work in the mornings, and then the rest of the time was me time. But I'd lost all of that balance and I decided that what was really going to help me and the reason I'm sharing this is because I hope that it might help you too if you're having a similar issue was to recreate my routine. And the way I did that was I got an old notebook and I separated each page into four. So I drew a big cross in the middle of the page um, and I headed each page up with the day of the week. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and each box I titled the first box was tasks I have to do today. So for example, today tasks I have to do today is to record and edit this podcast. Um, I also had to launch a new course today. I had to email someone very specific. Um, So I'd write down kind of three or four must do's for today. Now they're not the only things I have to do for work today, but they were my absolute must do's. And then the second box is movement. So I'd write in there, Um, the things I'd like to achieve physically today. So today it was going for a walk and doing a workout. Then I have a box that's like emotional stuff for me. So in that box, I wrote down, bring my best friend. Um, For today, I also wrote down, do a facial because I am missing normal skincare during lockdown, just like anyone else struggling with that. Hit me up. If anyone's got any good tips for keeping your face normal during lockdown, do let me know because it's not something I've managed to get a handle on. But That was kind of a couple of things I wanted to do today just for me, things that make me feel good. And then my final box is like notes, like stuff that I have to remember. Um, And today my note was Hoover the flat. I know that people probably think, why do you have to keep a note about that? But I'm one of those people that has a reminder for everything. Otherwise, I never do anything. 
And I've done that for every day for the last kind of three or four weeks. And what I found that's really helped me with is it's given me back a sense of control over what my day looks like. Because when I was working all the time and not sleeping properly and um, going down these endless rabbit holes, I kind of felt out of control. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how long stuff's going to go on for. Um, I don't know how long our ports are going to be closed in Jersey and I won't be able to see my boyfriend. I don't know how long I'm going to have to adapt to working in this way. Um, you know, there's people all over the world dealing with things that are really difficult and hard and unsure at the minute. And I find that by mapping out my day in a really prescriptive way like that, it really made me feel like I had a bit more control. And it also meant I could get my gel pens out and tick things off, which kind of gave me a sense of accomplishment and made me feel like I was achieving something every day. So that's something that I've started doing. And the other thing that's really helped me get my balance back is setting alarms. So I have an alarm, you know, I'm sure like everyone does to get up in the morning. But I've started putting alarms in my phone for working out. I've started putting alarms in my phone for um, getting out of the house. And I've started putting alarms in my phone for stopping work as well. And the reason I've done that is because in my normal life, I don't need an alarm to go to the gym because I just go at the same time every day. I have a routine for that. I don't need an alarm for getting out the house because I'm getting out the house every day to go to work. So that just happens. But in my day to day now, it's super easy for me to move from my bed to my office, which is my kitchen table, um, and not do the things like getting a workout in. And, you know, normally I'd have all of those extra cues of getting dressed for the gym, going into my car, driving to the gym before I get there, before I actually have to do a workout. And now all I have to do is walk from my kitchen table to my corridor that I've turned into my little gym space. Um, so having an alarm that says, you know, put your workout gear on Jackie and get to it really has helped me. Um, and having an alarm that says, you know, have you been for a walk yet? Really nudges me to go, oh, no, actually, I've not left the house. Go out, even if it's just for 10 minutes, even if you just walk to the end of the road and back again. And obviously, I never get to the end of the road and think oh, I'm going to go back again. I always then go for a walk. So just those things have really helped. And setting an alarm to stop work has really helped. Because again, normally, you have all these other cues, right, for ending your work day whether that's you're sat in the office and everyone starts packing up or you're clock watching because it's five o'clock and you're thinking it's time to go home or you've got something planned for after work that you have to make. And in my normal life, I don't always leave work bang on time and I don't always come home and stop working. But it's much easier right now for me to not have that boundary. So having a little alarm that pings up in my phone and goes, stop work now. Sometimes I ignore it and I keep going and sometimes I don't, but it's giving me a nudge. So I found that really, really helpful. So massive thanks to Harriet, actually, for, for talking about balance, because as I've re-listened to her episode, episode one, it's, it's helped me think about how I can find that balance in a time where it's all a bit weird. Hi, everyone. I just want to jump into this episode to let you know about my new online course, Sell Your Story, How to Communicate with Your Customers and Colleagues. If you don't know much about me or my business, Inkblot Creative, we're a communications agency and we spend our time helping you to tell your story better. Sell Your Story is a five-week online course that starts on the 11th of May, but you can still register right up to the 15th of May, 2020. If you register, you're going to receive three in-depth classes and a live Q&A session with me every week for five weeks. And I'm going to be teaching you tactical strategies and practices for improving your communications with your customers and your team. 
I've intentionally lowered the price of this course because I know that lots of businesses are struggling at the minute. So I think it's going to be really helpful for businesses who want to learn more about selling online, managing their internal communications, especially at the minute when we can't be with our team and keeping your customers engaged as well. So head to the show notes to sign up. Don't forget, you've got until Friday, the 15th of May. I'd love to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. The second thing from recording this series, the second kind of little nugget I've taken away was that idea of staying in the present. So Hannah Jakes, who's a fitness and mindset coach, spoke about this a lot on her episode, which is episode three. Hannah's a big proponent of journaling. She journals a lot. And in the episode, she told me that she sometimes finds it hard to stay present, right? You know, she can often worry about things that have happened or spend so much time looking to the future that she misses what's going on right now. And I've been super, super guilty of this during lockdown. Um, The present's a bit kind of rubbish right now for a lot of people. There's, you know, it's hard not to have things to look forward to and plans to make. And it's, it's hard not knowing when you'll be allowed to do the things you want to do again. And I have been guilty of spending a lot of time worrying about that rather than just staying present in a way um, that is more useful for me. So Hannah talks about journaling and journaling is something I've tried a few times, but it's never something I've managed to get into. But something I do do that has really, really helped me um, when I realized I wasn't being very present was gratitude lists. So I know that people can think these are a bit wanky, um, but a lot of people talk about getting up in the morning and writing down things they're grateful for straight away. Um, Some people, when they find themselves kind of going down a rabbit hole or spiraling a little bit, they'll sit and they'll write a list of things they're grateful for. But I've actually been doing something for about six years, which is that I write down one good thing. So every night before I go to bed, I write down one good thing that's happened to me in that day. And that sounds super easy, right? To think of one good thing. And some days I'll have about 10 good things that have happened and are so exciting. And, you know, when times are hard and things aren't going the way you want to, sometimes it can take me, you know, 10, 15 minutes to think of something good that's happened in the day. Um, you know, especially when bad things are happening in your life, it can be hard to find that one good thing. But I heard something the other day, Chris Hogan, um, who if you're not following on social media, you should be. This guy has the the same voice as Barry White. He's amazing. Um, He's one of the Dave Ramsey speakers. And he was saying, it's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And it's so true. It's like this thing in your brain. When you think about what you're grateful for, you can't simultaneously think about what's not going the way you want it to be. And that's something that I've had to check myself on over the last few weeks. You know, I've had more than more than a few days where I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of feeling sorry for myself and and worrying about the business and worrying about my personal life and worrying about people I care about. Um, But all that creates is more anxiety and more worry. So um, I've really focused in on one good thing every day. And I've also started something new, which is writing a list of things that I know to be true that are good in my life that I'm thankful for. So I have it on my phone. I just sat down one day and I made a list of all the things I know to be true about my life that I'm lucky to have and that I'm grateful for. And on those days where I'm feeling a bit kind of sad or worried or anxious, I can go and look at that little list and I can say a little thank you to um, past Jackie who had the, the foresight to write it down. And it's just a really good way to ground you in the moment because it's like, yeah, okay, I know that's true. I know that I'm grateful for those things. And it takes you back from that kind of spiral of 
of kind of self-pity or, or negative thought that we can get into when we feel like everything's not going our way. Um, and I don't want you when you're listening to that to think that I'm sat at home feeling sorry for myself every day because I'm not. And I'm super, 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 super aware of how lucky I am to have a roof over my head, to have a business that means I can work from home, um, that the people I love, although I can't be physically with them, are safe and well. Um, but that also doesn't mean that you don't have days where you don't feel a bit rubbish. And that's K2, right? We're allowed to feel a bit shit when times are shit. But we also have to have things that um, can help take us out of that when we realize that it's not helping us in any way. So that was kind of the other thing I'm doing that I found really, really helpful. So thank you to Hannah for kind of sparking those thoughts for me. So I started Stay Connected because, so my business is all about communication. And for me, communication, communicating with people, whether that's personally or professionally, is about creating connections, creating connections with another person um, and communicating, sharing our stories is how we connect. So when I wanted to start a podcast, it kind of was really obvious to me that I wanted to talk to people about the connections in their life. And when I've listened back through the episodes of I've been, as I've been editing them over the last few weeks, one of the things that's become really obvious, everybody I interview with different people, different kinds of jobs, different lifestyles, different backgrounds. Um, but everyone kind of expressed that there were people that they felt they maybe didn't connect with enough or that they'd lost connection with. And it got me thinking that now is the perfect time to reconnect. Because um, it's really easy to be lazy with our connections in real life right to assume that clicking like on a social media post is the same as ringing somebody up and asking how they are and it's not the same um but we get lazy right we kind of connect with the same couple of people we we get wrapped up in work we get wrapped up in home life we get wrapped up in being busy and right now we're kind of going through a bit of a reset and in this time when it's so easy to feel disconnected I've been trying to take time to think about the connections I can reforge, right? The people that I maybe think about but haven't invested in in the last few years, the people I want to reach out to more. And if that like feels a bit weird to have those conversations, now's a perfect time, right? When is a better time to ring someone up and see how they are if not during a global pandemic? So I'm really, really hoping that although we can't be connected physically right now, that we can reconnect emotionally with lots of people in our lives that we've maybe relationships we've let go by the wayside or that we haven't prioritized for whatever reason. So I hope that we keep prioritizing connection. I hope that we can find a way to take those new connections forward when we're allowed to be together again. And I want to say a massive thank you for getting involved in my way of connecting to more people through this podcast. It's been absolutely mad to create these episodes kind of think this is a cool idea I quite enjoy talking about this stuff I hope other people enjoy listening to it and you put it out into the world and you think oh yeah maybe a couple you know a couple of people are listening to it my friends will probably tune in um but I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of downloads and that's really amazing and I just want to say a real massive thank you for listening for being part of it all and I can't wait to see you all in season two Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore block underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.